Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planeden, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life so you can imprint on those you mentor and love effectively. This is called working on yourself, your own personal self-worth, your own personal development, so that you're a positive impact on the next generation. Today, we are on the final chapter of Robert Greene's book, The Laws of Human Nature, and he did indeed save the best thought-provoking chapter for last. So let's dig in. I think you're going to have to get your notepad out today because <laughs> I talk about a lot of really good insights. So if you're new to the show, welcome. And don't worry, I will link in the show notes every chapter we've discussed from this playlist. But before I get started, a quick shout out to say thank you, how grateful I am for you being here today, for you sharing the show, for you listening, for your positive feedback. And one particular podcast provider, Ghana in India, has given me the best compliment ever. And for that, I am so grateful. And, you know, you, you could be listening to this on your favorite podcast provider or uh, on the YouTube channel. This is an excerpt from my YouTube channel. So if you really want more content, please subscribe to the channel. But I wanted to just say, they describe this show, and I quote, Flourish is an English podcast show that you must listen to each morning to make your day more delightful. Oh, I am humbled and I am so grateful and for knowing that I am making a difference in starting your day to make it more delightful. So thank you, the people in India and Ghana for saying that about the show. I, I truly appreciate it. So let's dig in, guys. Let's dig into the final chapter, which is the law of death denial. It's quite interesting. And before you think, oh my gosh, what are we talking about today? How is this going to be inspiring? Hang in there because this is an eye-opener. This is a game-changer and it brings every chapter that we've discussed into reality, into fruition. Robert Greene begins the chapter by saying, most of us spend our lives avoiding the thought of death. Instead, the inevitability of death should be continually on our minds. Understanding the shortness of life fills us with a sense of purpose and urgency to realize our goals. Let me say that again. It fills us with a sense of purpose and urgency to realize our goals. Have you ever thought of it that way? Wow, that's, that's a good question for everybody here and now today, isn't it? Our mortality. He goes on to say, training ourselves to confront and accept this reality makes it easier to manage the inevitable setbacks, separations, and crisis in life. It gives us a sense of proportion of what really matters in this brief existence of ours. Most people continually look for ways to separate themselves from others and feel superior. Instead, we must see the mortality in everyone. 
how it equalizes and connects us all by becoming deeply aware of our mortality we intensify our experience of every aspect of life ah oh, did you just have a revelation does this not make total complete sense have you ever thought this way until i read this book I honestly had never thought about this and but you know chances are you know someone who is oh I don't know a wasting their life away by just taking whatever they can get hoping for the best even though you know they have amazing potential or B someone who's chasing their dreams turning their goals into reality and yet left this planet of ours too soon why why do these things happen this lends itself to the question that people ask if you only had one year left to live what would you do would you finally write that memoir would you create your family tree so that the next generation could continue the history would you finally go skydiving hey because you have no fear of death or would you finally decide that not only you want to leave a legacy behind, but live that legacy, be a living legacy until your time has come? Well, we are deep diving into this chapter because if you are out there and struggling and cannot seem to find your purpose in life and cannot seem to keep the momentum moving forward and you can't get over your self-doubt and your self-pity know one thing in lies the solution yourself that is that solution and that's where you need to begin tell yourself you have no more time to waste ask yourself if you live another year if you live another 30 years where do you see yourself drowning in sorrow or making the rest of your life the best of your life and you know you can do that you know you can do that because we have a choice don't we green has one paragraph in the chapter that i thought was quite an interesting synopsis of this our avoidance of the thought of death has established our pattern for handling other unpleasant realities and adversity we easily become hysterical and lose our balance, blaming others for our fate, feeling angry and sorry for ourselves, or we opt for distractions and quick fixes, quick ways to dull the pain. This becomes a habit uh -huh. we cannot shake. And we tend to feel the generalized anxiety and emptiness that comes from all of this avoidance. Wow, did you ever think you're developing a habit by doing that? Aha, I told you, this chapter is a game changer. So have you ever felt this way? Have you ever thought about why you are numbing the pain? Why you're getting distracted? Oh, even more so, this is a perfect example of how a habit can be formed, whether good or bad. Shake yourself out of this dream. Like, you need to do this. 
You need to do this for a lasting way. Green tells a beautiful story, an excellent example about a famous writer, Mary Flannery O'Connor. And if you've never heard of her and how having a real life deadline of death helped her reach her goals, I would definitely recommend looking into her history because she took that deadline as a new habit in order to leave an imprint for the next generation, leave her mark on society, and to really mm, share her thoughts for the good. <laughs> it was a good habit. I mean, be able to look adversity of death in the face like that is amazing. But if you've never heard of her, that's okay. I'm sure you've heard of Steve Jobs. Yes, he is another iconic example of someone who saw that deadline. They saw the deadline and they made the most of it. A year after he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, um, Jobs gave an address at the Stanford University graduating class. And one of the things he said, among many other great things, was, when I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it were your last, Someday, you'll most certainly be right. It made an impression on me. And since then, for the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were my last day of my life, would I want to do what I'm about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living somebody else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting so emotional right now. <laughs> Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Stay hungry. Stay foolish. If you get a chance, watch the entire uh, commencement address. It's, it's absolutely a tearjerker, but an inspirational one. So we, re we need to remember people like O'Connor and Jobs who stared death and adversity in the face, which in turn fueled the fire to reach their goals. Learn things like this from others. It's really, really vital to success because success leaves clues 
and it looks like, oh, it might be right in front of us daily. Life is a gift. Don't take it for granted. You can always start tomorrow. What you should be finishing today. Let me say that again. Life is a gift. Don't take for granted that you can always start tomorrow what you should be finishing today. The world has seen firsthand what the pandemic has done, what it's done to the population and how the fear of death has been amplified. It's been a little slap in the face of reality, don't you think? Yeah. The comfort zone has been disturbed. Let's turn that into a positive, a positive way of thinking about how you can be more productive to reach your goals. Because during this pandemic, none of us are immune. So how do we do this? I'm going to share three strategies from Green's book on how you can help yourself and how you can help others reach the goals. It's important. We don't know how much time we have left. Let's get going. All right. Well, number one, make the awareness visceral. Realize the center of our most sensitive nerves and our connection to life is in the gut, the viscera, your gut instinct, insight, intuition. Think about it. Normally we go through life very distracted, dreamlike today, gazing, gazing inward, really. You know, and, 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 and with social media, et cetera, there's the distractions even more amplified because now much of our mental uh, energy is surrounded by fantasies and resentments that are completely internal and have little relationship to reality. Yeah, that's our imagination. I mean, we are creative beings and our imagination can get the best of it. The most precious thing in life is its uncertainty. So rather than blurring it out, embrace it and use your gut instinct. Listen to it like a samurai warrior would. It heightens your mindfulness. Samurai warriors work very, very, very hard on their mindset, their mindfulness. And they do this because they know that the mental game is just as important. So number two, strategy. Awaken to the shortness of life. And that's why this is a positive message. Our lifespan is a mere drop in the ocean in comparison to the vastness of time. And it passes always more quickly than we imagine. You ever look back and you say, where did the time go? Where did the day go? Where did the week go? Where did the year go? Where did that last 10 years go? We have to awaken to this reality and make it a continual meditation. Keep it in your thoughts. Let the awareness of the shortness of life clarify your daily actions. Yes, daily actions. We have goals to reach, projects to get done, relationships to improve. This could be our last such project, our last battle on earth given the uncertainties of life, and we must commit completely to what we do. This will give you clarity to what really matters. You want that sense of fulfillment that comes with getting things done. Do not think that doing 
Any action is a burden and a boredom. Repetition is not boring when you look at it with different angles, different sections. You know, people say, oh, been there, done that. No, no, no two experiences are alike. And when you get this clarity, you'll realize that that's what really matters. You want the sense of fulfillment of getting things done. It's fulfilling. You want to lose yourself in that feeling. That's the flow that that it, that's everyone's looking for. And you can't do that when you're distracted. So the feeling of flow in which your mind is working on, then you're one with it. I hope that makes sense. And, and then again, that's where that vortex of social media distracts you from reaching your goals, from doing what you say you're going to do. And if you need a reminder, I did an episode on the five levels of motivation. And let me tell you, <laughs> having a sense of fulfillment, delivering on what you promise is the second highest form of motivation. Understand that this simple pleasures and distractions are fleeting. They're very short lived. You know, how many likes you have on Instagram or Facebook or whatever platform you are on is not a long term impact on your life. You writing, for example, your memoir will stand the test of time. Maybe write a letter to your future children. Give them insight of what you wish you knew then what you know now. And the third strategy I wanted to share was to embrace all pain and adversity. And I really thought hard and long before I shared this one strategy. But as you might be saying to yourself, ah, I thought this was going to be an uplifting, positive chapter. <laughs> That's why this law can drive us forward. Yes, it is. It is uplifting. It is exciting. It's so exciting because what this really is about is choice. You can choose to avoid painful situation and their effects by distracting yourself, by complaining when bad things happen to you, or just numbing the pain because you don't feel like coping anymore. The other choice because it's in your power to make that decision, is to commit yourself to what Frederick Nietzsche calls amore fate, which means love of fate. He says, my formula for greatness in a human being is amore fate, that one wants nothing better to be other than it is. Not in the future, not in the past, not in all eternity. Not merely to endure that which happens of necessity, but to love it. Amore fate. You have to embrace adversity, embrace the pain, understand for some reason it's meant to be. Lessons learned the, lessons learned the hard way sometimes, right? Green goes on to say that what this means is that there is much in life we cannot control with death as an ultimate example of this. We will experience illness and physical pain, 
We will go through separations with people. We will face failures from our own mistakes and the nasty malevolence of our fellow humans. And just as a sidebar here, I'm just going to just going to remind you that those nasty people out there, the ones that you should be, oh, I don't know, checking out of your life, you know, the bullies, the ones that build themselves up by putting things, people other down, they have the same fate as you. So remind yourself that the next time you run into that person, that bully, you can tell them. You can tell yourself. They have no higher credibility than you. Don't take it personally. They're not as well rounded as you are. They are not as intelligent as you are. They don't know any better that they are doing this to themselves, not to you. We're all on a level playing field here when it comes to mortality. Green goes on to say, our task is to accept these moments and even embrace them, not for the pain, but for the opportunities to learn and strengthen ourselves. In doing so, we affirm life itself, accepting of all possibilities. And sometimes that's difficult, so that's why you have to remind yourself, everything happens for a reason. It is your task to figure out how you're going to use those hard lessons learned to your advantage. By thinking of your mortality, Green goes on to say, we experience a taste of true freedom. Mm, wouldn't that be nice? We no longer feel the need to restrict what we think and do in order to make life predictable. We can be more daring without feeling afraid of the consequences. We can cut loose from all the illusions and addictions that we employ to numb anxiety. Cut loose. Cut loose. How fantastic is that? We can commit fully to our work, to our relationships, to all our actions. And once we experience some of this freedom, we will want to explore further and expand our possibilities as far as time will allow us. What's holding you back? What's numbing the pain? Can you release that? Can you try? Can you help yourself move forward in order to do so? There's a little bit to think about here, and I know it's a lot to digest. And that's why I, <laughs> I said, take some notes, listen to this a few times. Better yet, buy Robert Greene's book. I mean, he is brilliant. He's done all the research. He's not making this stuff up. And, you know, since beginning of time, this has been a well-known fact. We just need to remind ourselves. And again, I thank you so gratefully from the bottom of my heart for sharing your precious time with me today. And if you like the show, I would love it if you could share it with someone you know or have the courage to share it with someone you don't. And it's as simple as writing a comment on the YouTube channel or giving it a little five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. 
I am going to include many links in the show notes to this entire library of the episode from this book. It's 18 chapters, 18 episodes. Let me tell you, if you can listen to each one, download it, remind yourself, you will be a changed person. You will see life in a much more positive viewpoint. So just if you want to change your life, if you want to live an inspired life, if you are ready to make the commitment to yourself, to your family, to your future, absolutely, absolutely listen to this time and time again. My wish was that this final chapter of the book made you realize that life is short and we are all connected through our common mortality and therefore live on an equal playing field. It is our lot in life that we share. Rather than choose a life where you go downhill, I want you to keep pushing that boulder uphill and do not let it fall back. Keep pushing and use your words to change your relationships, change your mindset, and change your situation. This common fate should draw us closer to one another, not separate us. Remember, living each day as if it was your last, just like O'Connor, just like Jobs, highly successful individuals that had that in their mindset. Remembering live each day as if it was your last could help you reach your goals by understanding there is an invisible deadline every day. It's an invisible deadline because you never know when it's coming. So you may as well live an inspired life and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Stay hungry. Stay foolish.